What's going on with you? What's new? Not much. I hate the idea of you down there by yourself all the time. Just drinking. I'm fine. I appreciate it. But it's, I'm fine. And I suppose you're wondering why I called you over here. Our basketball coach had a heart attack the other night. We need a new coach, Jack. And you know your gifts seem heaven sent. Is the team any good? No. The last time they made the playoffs, back when you were playing. I spent a lot of time hurting myself. I had a lot of regrets. Game's on the line. I want you taking that shot. Why is that so hard for you to believe? What? That you're the best player on the team. I know you're suffering. I just want you to be happy again. But you gotta want it too. Keep pressing, trapping, taking charges. You guys earn this tonight. Welcome back, movie lovers. You just listened to clips from the trailer for The Way Back. We hope you enjoy today's episode for this current movie that came out earlier this year. Welcome to the Classically Current Podcast with your hosts, Zach and Kyle. This is the podcast dedicated to linking current films of today with the classic films of the past. And today we are finally getting around to The Way Back, which came out earlier around, I think it was February, wasn't it, Kyle? Yeah, that's right. February of this year, uh, directed by Gavin O'Connor. We'll start with the director profile, kind of going over his filmography, what kind of led to this movie, and him working with Ben Affleck. Uh, Kyle, why don't you get started off on that? Okay, Gavin O'Connor. He was born October 30, 1964. Uh, he is also an American film director, screenwriter, producer, playwright, and actor. He's best known for directing films Miracle, Warrior, and The Accountant. And his directorial debut came in 1995 with the movie Comfortably Numb. On September 6, 2017, O'Connor landed the role of director and writer of The Suicide Squad. By October, though, he had exited the project due to his story treatment reportedly being identical to Birds of Prey, as well his, as his commitments to The Way Back. So, Zach, what's some of your uh, experiences with uh, Gavin O'Connor's previous work? Well, I didn't really know that much about Gavin O'Connor. My first film that I watched of his was Miracle, but I didn't even really pay attention to directors back then. That was more in the early 2000s where you had, you know, Remember the Titans, you had Miracle, you had a lot of other, you know, Disney-produced sports stories. Uh, and the I didn't really, really pay attention to his name until I watched The Accountant with Ben Affleck, which came out a few years ago, and Ben Affleck being like an autistic superhero in a way. I really actually enjoyed that movie, and I was kind of looking into Gavin O'Connor's filmography, and that's when I found that he had done Miracle, and he had done Warrior, and he'd done some other films that are not as well-known. He's been actually in the business for quite a long time, probably around 30 years. He's been writing, directing, you know, producing. So he's actually a pretty well-known name, um, but, you know, you don't really hear a lot about his, his work in the in the mainstream, yeah. but... 
Uh, yeah, I've... and that that is interesting to note that this is his uh, second time working with Ben Affleck, who was also in The Accountant. I do kind of feel like a lot of his movies kind of have like a similar vibe to him. Uh, just kind of that he likes those underdog uh, redemption type stories. I mean, Miracle, Warrior, The Accountant, they all kind of, they all kind of resemble uh, similarities to uh, to uh, this new movie that just came out. Yeah, and I've always been a fan of like underdog stories and you know underdog sports movies. I think you know America, we love that kind of thing. I mean, people in general just love a good Cinderella story, and so you know having him do Miracle and all those other sports type, well, rise to uh, glory stories, they're really powerful. I think, and I really enjoy yeah. watching them. So th that's why I was interested about this, watching this movie this time around. Yeah, he definitely makes, um, I think he makes for re relatable characters. Um, you know, they're, they obviously have their own personal issues they're overcoming. And I mean, it's, it's sort of like a rally cry. It's easy to get behind a story like that because, uh, we always want to cheer for them and hope that they, uh, end up you know redeeming themselves or finding some sort of uh, greater good i suppose yeah and even so in this movie the way back which we'll get into you know what it is about and if you've seen kind of marketing for this movie it just i think when you're watching just a trailer it just generally looks like your run-of-the-mill sports story but there's actually a little bit more to it uh, with ben affleck's character having issues with alcohol which they touch on a lot in the movie but in the trailers and stuff you don't really notice it as much so in this movie you have a character that you're really somewhat struggling to like at the beginning because he's kind of a loner and he's kind of you know he doesn't really want to be around people he just wants to drink and you know he's kind of an outcast but uh that's what i think makes this movie even more powerful is because you do you do find ways to root for him in the end and he does you know th there's a lot of trauma that you find out that happened in his past that's really intriguing and we'll kind of talk all about that in a little bit but um, that's just another yeah. another it was just impressive yeah. to be able to have this character that it's kind of unlikable but at the end they really found ways to really make him relatable and, and likable and have you cheer for him in the end so yeah i actually thought you know it the story that it is it's it's unfortunate that it came out when it did uh because it didn't end up getting quite as much uh as response as i'm sure it was hoping for i mean as far as the response goes it got a decent response but it just didn't get a lot of moviegoers uh due to the covid19 pandemic yeah and it's and, just uh, one of those things where it, i just hate i would hate to be a movie studio releasing a movie in march of this year it it just completely takes a chunk out of your profits. I mean, this one was originally scheduled to be released in October of 2019. So if it had come out just, yeah. you know, a few months, it would have been maybe five, six months before it could have had yeah. a lot more reception. A lot more people would be talking about it, I think. Um, and yeah, but at the same time, <clears throat> I mean, did they need that extra time? I mean, to, I mean, do you want to compromise your art? I mean, it just depends on what, what they needed all that pushed back for if they were concerned about how its sales would end up in October or yeah what yeah we'll never know what what happened there why they had to push it back but it ended up we, being we do know that 
that yeah, due to the COVID nineteen epidemic causing theaters across the globe to close, across the globe to close, just over a week after the film's theatrical opening, Warner Bros. made the film available to own digitally on March twenty fourth. So you know it had basically a week to get kind of its budget back, and that's uh, that leads me to what yeah. you're going to talk about, Kyle, the budget and the box office and how all that came about. Yeah, so it was uh, believed to be a production budget of approximately twenty-one to twenty-five million. Uh, ended up grossing thirteen point six million in the United States and Canada, and one point one million in other territories for a worldwide total of fourteen point seven million. So they they weren't able to recoup that. They had about what seven to ten million that they ended up losing out on. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, and it's also going against Onward and the wide expansion of Emma. Yeah, it's going up against those films, and also they had to spend money during the marketing campaign as well. So, yeah, it's it's just what all the studios had to deal with. I'm sure Disney lost money on Onward. I'm sure they lost money on some of their other films that came around at that time. And so, a lot of movies after this got closed down after theaters shut down. Yeah. A lot of movies that Disney was making was was delayed, too, and I'm, and all the other studios that followed after that. But um, you know, it did. It probably would have made its budget back if it wasn't for this. You know, it would have gone to theaters probably three to five months, and it would have made maybe fifty to sixty million at least. I would think. You know, it only because it, it wasn't bad. It's opening weekend. I mean, it did debut to eight point five million which was third in the box office on its first week, but then it just fell like 70% to 2.4 million in its second week. Yeah. And then everything just kind of shut down. So it's one of those movies that will just kind of be in the footnote, I think of movie history where you have a lot of people will be talking about it when COVID hit and all these movies having to cancel their theatrical runs. And, but unfortunately, yeah. but maybe it, uh, Maybe at the same time, it will allow uh, there to be like sort of a diamond in the rough, you know, like like maybe there's a gem hidden in there somewhere that maybe as time goes on, we will come back and look at it uh, favorably. Um, and I actually thought that, uh, you know, as far as this goes, Gavin O'Connor, I thought this was one of his better films, but uh, as far as the response goes, uh, critically, it's it did hold an approval rating of 84% based on 170 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, the website's critic consensus reads, the Wayback's occasionally frustrating treatment of a formulaic story is often outweighed by Ben Affleck's outstanding work in the central role. So, and then on Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of 68 out of 100, and that's based on 37 critics, which is generally favorable reviews. And then audiences at Cinema Score gave the film an average grade of B plus on an A plus to F scale, and Post Track reported it received an average of three and a half out of five stars from viewers that they had polled, and fifty four percent saying they would definitely recommend it. Now uh, we'll kind of go into maybe what the movie's about a little bit, and you know, kind of our overall view of the movie. The Way Back is a story about Jack Cunningham, 
Back in high school, Jack Cunningham had everything going for him. A basketball phenom, he could have punched his ticket to college or even the pros, but instead he chose to walk away from the game, forfeiting his future. Jack's glory days are long gone, but as it turns out, not forgotten. Years later, he gets the chance to take back his life when he is asked to coach the struggling basketball team at his alma mater. Jack reluctantly accepts, surprising no one more than himself, and as the boys start to come together as a team and win, he may get his last shot at redemption. That's just kind of a brief overview of the plot. There is a lot to touch on in this movie, and we'll we'll just start with uh, saying that... Uh, I'll just start with saying that I really enjoyed this movie. You know, I'm a big fan of sports redemption stories. I really enjoy underdog tales like most people do this is a little bit different of a sports movie as it is rated r and it's a little bit more uh well it has more language that you're not really using not used to seeing in an actual sports movie you usually think of sports movies having you know being rated pg or i don't i mean rarely pg-13 but and this movie is actually good in the fact that it kind of touches on alcoholism as well as a grief and kind of overcoming your past to move on from trauma that has happened in his life yeah. and uh, it's i like how the story opens up yeah like like you don't know what's gonna happen like how he ended up where he is um and why he is <clears throat> at that point in his life and then it kind of slowly peels back the layers and you kind of get more and more. And so, I mean, it's obviously building a sympathy for its main character there. And I mean, I think as we all kind of know, like Ben Affleck has had a you know, highly publicized uh, you know, issue with alcoholism himself. And so I think it hits on a very personal level with him. And, uh, and I think that's why he, does the job he does in this movie i think it's like one of his best acting performances yes yes and, for sure and really i think i think it's uh yeah it's probably up there with uh, gavin o'connor's best work i mean warrior was good and uh but as far as you know past stuff he's done i think this just i don't know i i i've always been kind of like yeah, it's okay, like, with most of his work, but I thought this one I actually really liked. Yeah, and, I was actually... Uh, yeah, I think they're a good... Yeah, group. I think they pair well together. I really enjoyed The Accountant. I know you didn't like The Accountant as much as I did, but I did like the idea in that movie. It's kind of an underdog tale, too, like we were talking about earlier, where you have this guy that is extremely intelligent, and you don't really know what he's capable of, and you kind of just see... As the movie progressive progresses, that you know how much he's able to do, and in this movie, he is just kind of working construction, going about his daily routine. I really like the scenes at the beginning where he's just—they're just kind of showing you what he does from day to day, and where the alcohol that comes into play on his daily life, where he hangs out. Uh, and like you said, it peels back the layers nicely, and you get to see a really well-made sports uh, drama. And uh, I wasn't expecting that going into it. Just I just assumed it would be kind of one of those, you know, run-of-the-mill 
sports underdog movies where, you know, which in some ways it is, you know, it's still. It, it is to an extent. It is for life, but I think uh, what it does have going for it is uh, its main character's internal struggle. And that's kind of the forefront of the plot. Um, you know, basketball's kind of in the background a little bit, but it, it does help to carry the story along to his, uh, you know, his road to redemption. Yeah, for sure. And and uh, we won't get into any major spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie, we're not going to really spoil, spoil anything here. Uh, it, but we'll just kind of touch on what the what we liked and what we didn't really like, the highs and the lows of the movie. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed the movie, but I think the, the high points for me is just watching Ben Affleck's performance. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of his other movies and he just seems to, yeah, there just seems to be an added effort in this movie. Like he really could relate to this character. I mean, you see a little bit of fits of, of rage that comes about him when people are talking about his drinking habits and it just seemed really realistic to me. I'm not, I haven't, don't have a lot of experience with seeing a lot of alcoholics in my life, but I have taken care of, patients in the hospital that have had detox and gone through that whole scenario. And in this movie, he does, you know, as he starts to coach and as he starts to get more involved with his team, he is coming, he has to make a decision if he's going to continue drinking or if he's going to just kind of live like he's always lived and just kind of go through the motions. And obviously he chooses to kind of rise above it a little bit to, uh, to coach his team and kind of quits drinking to kind of find his way back to redemption like we were talking about. But it's a serious thing if you're an alcoholic and you're dependent on alcohol and if you all of a sudden stop and try to just go cold turkey, there's a lot of symptoms that you're going to have. It's, and it's miserable for people. So, you know, I felt like the... Well, I think on top of... Um, I mean, you kind of said like how... Maybe you haven't personally had that experience, but uh, I think for a lot of people that they at least know somebody or have uh, maybe had other personal issues, like we all kind of have like our own issues with, you know, like trying to escape or some sort of addiction, whether it's drugs or, you know, whatever else. But uh, I think that's what makes us uh, relate to him, at least in some way, you know. So I think it's definitely building our sympathy towards him too as the story progresses like we said earlier when we find out his past uh, traumas and you know what he's been dealing with which actually reminded me a lot of manchester by the sea and uh which his brother plays in it's it's kind of you see this guy is depressed at the beginning we don't know why and it just kind of dives in further to like flashbacks of his life before and like how he was just this totally different person and how like some a traumatic event just kind of wiped all that away. So it is interesting to note how uh, those two kind of share similar uh, kind of, I guess, film. I don't know. Just the feel of it is kind of yeah, similar. And I, yeah, I'm glad I'm uh, glad you mentioned that because I really enjoyed the Manchester by the Sea, and I have a similar feeling in this movie. You know, there's the traumatic experience that kind of leads Ben Affleck's character to. The drinking habit we won't really touch on so that way you can kind of 
watch it and see what you think about that. But it is, it does make a lot of sense as the layers are being peeled back that he would live this life, that he would end up having to live by himself and not really interact with anybody because he was traumatized by a really personal experience in the past. And uh, I think they, they took on that nicely and it, it kind of goes along with, you know, in the only way he can redeem himself is by, and the only way he finds his way back is by coaching these players and, you know, getting and then motivating them and talking with them and joking with them. And, you know, it get, it becomes a distraction and something that he really needs in his life. Uh, you get the idea that he was a, you get throughout the movie, it kind of talks about his personal, uh, experience with basketball and how successful he was at his alma mater and how he had different college colleges wanting scholar, wanting to give him scholarships to go play there and you know it's just with that experience that he had in the past yeah. teaching these boys what it's all about and just seeing how well they do when he actually commits to it because you know he was really reluctant to committing to these this team and oh yeah and and i mean you're kind of seeing too like while he is trying to you know build up this team and make them better and he's kind of bettering himself a little bit you kind of see hints of like still of a struggle there um you know like with beer cans and stuff in his office and how it's you know when you're in that public light to a certain extent it's going to be hard to be able to hide something like that after a while um, one of the other things I thought was interesting about it was like how this is basically shot in California and did it feel like it was California to you at first? Cause it did not seem like any other movie that's ever shot in California to me. I think it was interesting, like kind of how that, that motif of like, just kind of like this, uh, almost overcast sky and just kind of gloomy looking almost it looked like cleveland ohio to me. yeah it really did <laughs> something yeah. like that and and i thought like i was like where's the shot at because i thought i saw a california license plate but it can't be in california and then you start seeing all these like palm trees kind of like towards the end and stuff like and i thought that was kind of an interesting motif um and i think it's interesting how he's also a construction worker uh, you know, maybe it's touching on, you know, the rebuilding aspect of his own life and how that's kind of uh, inner, you know, changeable there. It's kind of related in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's, yeah, that's a good point for sure. Um, and, I mean, that was those were some of my highs, Kyle. What is what are you and I will, I'll get into the lows here in a little bit, too. But uh, what were your highs and lows, uh, to put it briefly? Uh, one of my highs was uh like, like you had said, Ben Affleck's acting, I think this just touches on a personal level for him. Um, and I, he does a good job. He keeps himself restrained, you know, I think. Uh, and, you know, when he has a – he doesn't do over the top, I feel like, in this movie, where he probably has in other movies. And I feel like it's very genuine. It's authentic with him. Um, I did like how it is – maybe formulaic to a point, but how it, it is kind of attempting to avoid that uh, by focusing on that main character's internal struggle. And it's not like, 
like uh, you know how some movies focus on like illogical sequences mm-hmm. of events. Um, like I kind of liked that there was still a little bit of a struggle there with him, even after you know he gets that team, you know, to a to winning again, and it kind of pauses there for a second, like when they won uh, a big game. And you think, what, is that the end? I remember even asking you during the movie, like, is that the end? Well, it kind of reverts back to him and, like, how life continues going on. And there's going to be struggles. There's going to be ups and downs. And uh, I just like that, how it's, like, a little more realistic about some of those things. Um, One of the cons I have uh, was maybe, like, the teenage characters being, like, slightly over the top at first. Right. Like, almost to, like, in the obnoxious sense. Like, they're just, like, cocky. They're always these, like, cocky yeah. kids that think they know, like, how to play the game of basketball, even though they're <laughs> complete trash. Like, And we played basketball. I mean, we played basketball for years in like, high school. But if we, played, if we played like crap, if we played like crap, we knew we played like crap. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, these kids are, like, oblivious. Like, it kind of bugged bugged me there a little bit yeah because they just um, seemed yeah like you said they just seemed like, really immature yeah. a lot of i mean they are high schoolers but it just felt like high schoolers being written right. by a middle-aged man you know it's just it didn't seem like they were all very well fleshed out and you know they weren't really supposed to be necessarily this is mainly ben affleck's story but the one kid that i really did like and relate to was the one that uh, had his the well the best player on the team that Ben Affleck was pushing to be better. Uh, his dad, the player's dad, was a former star player, and he had a lot of offers to play, you know, elsewhere. But he ended up not taking any of them and living his life as a I think he was like a fish worker. I don't know. If, I don't know. He was like. Fisherman is kind of what it was. Yeah. But it was just a blue collar yeah. living in existence. Yeah. And Ben Affleck, you know, and that actor had some touching moments together, you know, talking about life and how to get past that. And then Ben Affleck's character talked about yeah, his Yeah, I think it's interesting but, to yeah, know. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to know how their, um, their life experiences, like, they deferred a lot, but in a way it's like, it kind of brought them to the same place. Like Ben Affleck, you know, he rebelled against his father because his father was all about basketball. And yet this father is completely different. He doesn't want his son to only focus on that because he wants his son to be able to have something outside of that, to not have to rely on that only. And yet his son is like, completely passionate about it and wants to pursue it more. And I think that's kind of an interesting, like parallel there. And, uh, but but yeah, um, you were saying some of your other cons, I know you were talking about the high school kids. They were kind of annoying to me at times, but they had some laughs too, but they were um, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I think think overall it, it wasn't like too like heavy with the, the dramatic, you know, parts, but, um, I do wonder, like, after a while, uh, if there's a certain point in his background that becomes a little bit too easy of an angle, like, it's like a, like, anyone can build sympathy on a character based on, you know, this event happening, 
um, I don't know. Sometimes it seems like it's almost too easy of a fallback for me, like in the writing process. Um, I just hope that it doesn't over time become too much of a cliche that uh, they'll be able to explore other avenues of creative writing to, you know, make still make a sympathetic character uh, have an issue like that. Too. Yeah. So. No, that's a good point. No, that's a good that point. Yeah, overall, overall very like good. Me. I really enjoyed one another. One of my highs was the score. I actually really liked the score of this movie. And it's not something you always really think about as you're yes. watching it. But, uh, you know, beat by beat that they were playing on mostly what I could understand was a piano, a lot of piano music going back in the, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then through, it had a, like a, a nice through line throughout the movie. I just really like that simple, subtle music. And it really was effective. It wasn't trying to be over dramatic. I didn't think. I mean, it just kind of relied on Ben Affleck's performance, and then it used the subtleties of the music to really kind of bring the emotion in there. Yeah, kind of. Because you know, nice you don't, and, you never like to watch a movie nice that's that so over the top, so over dramatic with the music and the. I mean, there are those movies have their moments. I think like some a movie we kind of talked about earlier, but remember, The Titans has a lot of that crowd pleasing, cheering music. And that's all fun and good, but it's just, it kind of gets old after a while. And in this movie, obviously, it's completely different. It's not trying to be like that. And, yeah. uh, but. <clears throat> it's it's almost adding this, like, layer of peace, like, like, peaceful vibe to the movie. Like, this tranquil sense about it, even through, like, this uh, character's, you know obvious uh issue yeah for sure and i mean those my only lows were the teenagers mostly they just didn't you know obviously most of them weren't really fleshed out but one of the things that yeah. was uh, interesting in yeah. this movie was that these kids go to this private i believe it's a catholic school with priests often yeah. Uh, attending the games and being a part of the coaching staff and me and Kyle both went to a religious school ourselves and it's just interesting to see <laughs> some of the rules that they had on the bench with the with the cussing that <laughs> definitely I mean there's a lot of mouthy moments with uh, Ben Affleck's character on the bench which you notice a lot in just watching basketball in, in college or in NFL or if you've been if you've played football or if you've played any kind of sport really you'll you'll notice that but this this particular private uh, Christian or I guess mostly Catholic school they Catholic, forbid yeah. it and so it's interest it's just so fun to see uh, Jack Ben Affleck's character really try to suppress that as he is just fuming and busting out this off you know, busting out the seams, but. Well, I felt like those were the funny moments of the movie, like um, how he'll just have these like, just like moments of just outrage during a, a play or something. And uh, him and the priest have already kind of had a talk about his language and his use of language and uh, you know, how they, he needs to tone it down. And then moving on from that, it kind of, gets back to him like doing the same thing 
And then the priest is just kind of looking at him, and he'll be like, "I'm I'm working on it, Father." <laughs> so I mean, like it, it was just kind of um, it added a little bit of like you know, comic. Yeah, comic for sure. Now is the time where we kind of go over our rating system and rate it, buy it, stream it, or skip it. And uh, what did you think, Kyle? What would you do? I think overall I'd give it an 8 out of 10 um, stars, whatever, <laughs> points. Let's go with points since it's basketball. Let's go with points for this since it's a basketball movie. <laughs> so I'll give it an 8 out of 10. I, I thought, uh, you know, I just thought there were – I thought this would be okay to watch. Um, and I think this actually kind of exceeded my expectations. And, uh, you know, I actually found it pretty uh, inspiring, uplifting. And it was kind of nice to watch something like that, especially during a time like this, where there's just so much uh, negative stuff being put out there. It's just hard to watch. Uh, you know, it's kind of nice to actually see this. It's almost refreshing. And I thought Ben Affleck's uh, almost uh, outshines the movie, the writing maybe of the movie, that it just uh, it works. And everything kind of works out. And I, I think, yeah, I would, I would buy it. But, uh, yeah, what do you think, Zach? I, uh, I really I enjoyed this movie. I would say it's a good movie. I wouldn't say it's like one of my all-time favorite sports movies, but I think it's definitely worth a look. And so I would give it a seven out of ten because uh, I think Ben Affleck does rise to the occasion and has a really good performance for this material. And the material is not bad by any means, but I think you know it could be better in in some in some regards. We kind of touched on that a little bit, but I would say. Uh, I would say if you're a fan of sports movies and if you're not afraid of the rated R rating that it has, because I feel like that kind of hurts it in the box office as well, since, you know, a rated R sports movie just doesn't seem like a very marketable movie to most people. But if you can get past some of the intense language that that takes place with Jack's character, and he's really the only one that, I mean, obviously, some of the players are John back and forth, and they they kind of get into it. But he's really the only one that has. And, and as you said, they're kind of a more of a funny moment. They it plays more for a comedy the majority of the time, anyways. But I'd say definitely stream it. Uh, I I wouldn't quite buy it per se. I have a very specific criteria for buying a movie, but this one I would say is a good one to stream, especially since not a lot of sports are going on right now. And it's worth. I know, like I, I miss. It makes yeah, me realize how much I miss sports. <laughs> I mean, it's just a sad time right now, not having sports. I mean, you know, it's sad when you're seeing cornhole on ESPN, and you're watching these big guys with masks <laughs> or just tossing a little whatever that thing is yeah. called, the corn, the little bean sack in <laughs> the cornhole, and. You know, touching on like how we grew up in like a religious, uh, you know, private school. I it's. Do you think this could have been like, you know, how they'd show movies sometimes that were kind of inspirational or uplifting? Do you think you could see that being played, even though with the language? Like, I feel like I could almost see it being played at like a you know, like a school, a private school. Like the teacher would play it for the class. Uh, you know, a sort of like this kind of. Uh, worship moment well but um 
I mean, I, yeah, I do think the language and just kind of the, I don't know, there's, a, there's, it is definitely rated R and it probably should be rated well, R. Um, I think that is kind of going against it just a little bit, but maybe it also, you know, is it trying to draw out a little bit more from the ultra conservative religious people that like, Hey, these are just words like, uh, you know, and you obviously see someone's going through a struggle, but there is still hope for somebody like that. And I think at the end of the day, the message outweighs, you know, yeah. And I ultimately enjoyed how the movie ended because I, a lot of times in a sports movie, it is pretty formulaic. You know, you take these ragtag group of individuals and all of a sudden you, you're, you know, you bring the coach in there and they're starting to win. Uh, but in this film, it is, it takes a while. It takes a while for Ben Affleck's character to really commit to the coaching role. And it takes a while for them to start winning. But when yeah. they do, it's really exciting. And it's not like, you know, a lot of times in sports, cheesy sports movies, you'll have them win like an ultimate championship or have some last play, last second shot to win the whole thing. And there is a little bit of that here, but it's not, the stakes are not as, as high as what some of the, some other movies that I've seen, but it's, it's, uh, and to answer your question about if this would be a good one for people to do at like a private school for like a worship moment. Um, there's a lot of heavy material in here. And that's, and that's ultimately why it was rated R. I feel like you can't make this material with a PG. You just probably can't, you can't, because you have to involve the drinking element. You have to show that and that plays into the rating system as well. And so I feel like right. Right. a lot of parents would be upset with their kids watching this in high school. If they're at a conservative <laughs> Christian school, maybe maybe it could be a, 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 a something yeah. for the basketball team. Well, yeah, of the school to watch. I mean, at uh, the yeah, school we went to, uh, they would not play this. But if you're at a little like bit more on the school and you're trying to have a teachable moment with them and kind of go over the dangers of drinking and dangers of of having that be a crutch as you go through life and like returning back to alcohol when anything bad happens in your life. I mean, in this movie, it's, it kind of portrays legitimate reasons why he would go back and drink, but still it's not right. I mean, and it shows that even though he knows that he probably deep down has an issue, has a problem, he is so depressed and so distracted by what happened in the past that he really can't, fathom to overcome it or even start he doesn't even know where to start is what it kind of seems like and then he gets a, co a phone call from the father <laughs> literally <laughs> in the movie father whatever his name is he calls <laughs> him up and asks him to coach the team and then, yep. you know so in that way i think you could see a lot of spiritual aspects to it you know that's the same thing you finally are at the you're at your wits end you don't know what else to do the father gives you a call and the healing starts once you accept the call and that's that's what takes place in this movie and so it is a very it can be a re yeah. religious parallel yeah. throughout this whole movie and i do like the religious elements that they yeah. add to this movie growing up in a private christian school
for our next movie that we're going to be doing to kind of pair with this one, uh, we chosen Manchester by the Sea. And we usually do classic book. movies that are relatively far removed from today's time. But with this movie being Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck being his brother, he is the main actor in Manchester by the Sea, which I believe came out in 2016. We will be talking about how that story parallels with this one, what we liked and what we disliked about that one compared to this one, and we will be talking about that next week. And so with that, stay classy and stay current. Thanks so much for joining us this week on Classically Current. And if you like this, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you will never miss a show. And if you found value in our show, we'd love it if you give us a review so we can continue to grow and reach more enthusiastic movie fans in the future. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out as well. Thanks again for joining us. 